Good afternoon for Jeff MacArthur. I'm Arlene Bunn, and, and what an afternoon. The heat, and it is a heat wave. Things are dry. We're wearing masks, and we're going to have to wear them more often inside. The debate about the mask is continuing on so many levels, and today we're going to get into that debate, unpack all the angles, and see whether or not it's faded away. I thought that it was just getting politicized in the United States of America, but we'll see how we fare here in the Great White North and the city of Toronto. Also today, we're going to take a look at how things are opening this with caution. How are we going to do it? Are we going to do what's happening in some places in the United States where I was just reading there's parties where kids are going there and they're COVID parties. They invite somebody who's got it and they see how it catches on. Wow. This is the pandemic of our times. We're going to begin, though, before there was a pandemic and before we had seen all this racial unrest, those two stories driving so many things that we're doing this summer, there was another huge story. And it was surrounded a man by the name of Jeffrey Epstein. Today, a whopper in that attention-grabbing around-the-world case. Ghislaine Maxwell, who was his girlfriend and, according to some of the victims, was his madam who procured these young girls, some as young as 14. She was arrested today. What does that mean? Lots of little teases here. We're going to open with Toronto criminal lawyer to help us out, Lawrence Ben Elizer. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Arlene. All right. Let me ask you, first of all, what a surprise. We'd seen this attention happening around the Southern District of New York. We all know that Epstein never made it, and we didn't get all these clues, and now finally arrest. What legally has been going on in the, behind the scenes with your experience? Well, basically, Arlene, what's been happening is that the uh, the police in charge of the investigation have clearly uh, been continuing to drill down and figure out what uh, what events took place and Ms. Maxwell's role in them, if any. And once they completed that investigation, they put together an indictment that has now been unsealed and is available uh, to be read online and downloaded and uh, reviewed and analyzed. And now Ms. Maxwell has been arrested, I believe in New Hampshire, and will proceed to trial. She'll have a bail hearing and then uh, proceed to trial at some point. And is, is there a chance she could be doing a deal? Because let's do the, the scenario here. We know all the international names connected. This is no small thing, is it, really? I mean, we are looking at somebody who may know a few things about Prince Andrew. Her name was connected to that part of the story. And then we have the famed Alan Dershowitz. We have presidents, current president, past presidents, all connected with this woman in Epstein. That's true, Arlene, and I'm sure that that's a, a topic that's going to be of great interest to the public and to those who uh, sort of like to, and, and I say this with no disrespect, but those who like to drive by massive car accidents and uh, uh, take a look and see what happened. This is a train wreck. However, for Ms. Maxwell's purposes, I don't know if she's interested in doing a deal. That'll be up to her and her legal counsel. But she is certainly looking at some pretty serious jail time if she gets convicted. 
And so there will definitely be an incentive to at least mm-hmm. consider what people normally call a, a plea bargain, but to resolve the matter so as to minimize the damage. The allegations, as set out in this 18-page indictment, are pretty serious. Basically, they, sorry, go ahead. No, they are very serious, and they involve young girls. They're also a crime of our times where we're learning more and we're disgusted. We are. Well, I, I'm, I'm not sure we should be disgusted because uh, w- with what's uh, going on because nothing's been proved yet. I mean, generally, the topic of young girls trafficking, that is something we're learning more in many different areas. We are. And one of the big differences, though, between here and the United States, apparently, is that in some of the states, in fact, many of them down there, the age of consent is 18, whereas here in Canada, it is 16. And up until, I believe, about 10 or 15 years ago, it was about four, it was 14. So can, Canada has a very different uh, outlook on these things. Also, the offenses themselves, we don't have an offense of transporting people across state lines to commit offenses. We have offenses of sexual interference, invitation to sexual touching, sexual assault, and being a party to any of those offenses. And that's how she would be charged if the uh, prosecution took place in Canada. And there are minimum and maximum sentences. You know, you talked about the drive-by shooting. There are a lot of names connected to this, and we are paying attention because part of the story is about power and the power of those who don't have it, and often these young victims. And these stories are getting looked at in a new way. Also, a little aspect of it that may be a clue is that there, this is being done through the public corruption, and a lot of the U.S. lawyers are saying, especially those who worked in the Southern District, that you don't uh, raise the public corruption aspect of the the Southern District of New York unless there's a very famous name or someone in the public and a public official. Well, yeah, because corruption, a public corruption generally is associated with Uh, public officials, whether elected or appointed or sometimes uh, just inherited, um, Mm -hmm. titled. And this is what drives people's appetites. But what we should also remember is that these offenses take place um, in respect of people who are complete unknowns. And still, uh, young, uh, young persons are exploited sexually, and those matters are investigated and prosecuted with great vigor, and that is as it should be, bearing in mind the presumption of innocence of the accused. Well, here we have a huge pressure, upheaval in the Southern District of New York, and now this international story. Before you go, we're going to be flying all over today talking about how things are opening and how this abundance of caution should happen. What about, I mean, if this was a case here, there may not be a court date here. What about the move to delay the opening of the courts here, the injunction application? The brazen hypocrisy of the crown to bring this application defies description. When the pandemic started, defense counsel were essentially begging courts to release accused on bail because of health risks associated with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And the crown's response was, it's nonsense. 
They're just making it all up. It's irrelevant. Everything's safe and good. But now, when the interests of the Crown may be at stake, while Crown attorneys and public officials are sitting at home getting paid full salary or close to it and topping up their pensions while not showing up for work or working through the phone, all of a sudden it's a concern. I cannot speak to the science of it. There are obviously going to be concerns about accommodating the crowns and the defense and accused and witnesses and everybody in the system. But what's really interesting here is that the injunction application itself is being brought on the basis of a breach of the collective bargaining agreement by the Crown Attorneys Association. It is nothing short of hypocritical. I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but clearly there are going to be problems getting the system back up to normal. An accused has the right to confront their accusers in person. And the compromise of that right should be taken very seriously and not be allowed to occur. And if that means delaying matters and releasing people on bail, then so be it. But there are greater things at stake now than whether a Crown attorney uh, is Mm -hmm. feeling that a, a collective bargaining agreement is being breached. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Take care and have a great day. Have a great and safe day, Arlene. Thank you. All right, will do. Toronto criminal lawyer Lawrence Ben Eliezer.